Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Animation Broadcast and Cinema. My name is Bo Allen. My name is Jacob Rodier. And we are co-hosting this Oscars, <laughs> this Oscars pick'em party. Better than Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer will co-host the Oscars. And Regina no, King. we are co-hosting the Oscars. You didn't see the news? Yeah, fuck, I wish, dude. That would be a better show. It would be, we, we would be, probably have stage, worse stage presence, dude, it would be a better they're show. They're just, they're just throwing things out left and right. I mean, who knows? I think tomorrow we might actually be the hosts. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. I'm excited to watch it crash and burn and then everybody will get very mad and then people will actually talk about the oscars that's really all i want to happen so yeah i i kind of have a theory i don't believe my theory but it's just a theory that i made and it's, it's that the purpose. yeah i think the oscars are trying like i think they dug themselves in a hole and now they know they're in the hole and they're just trying to dig themselves deeper for people to talk about them do you think they like accidentally had a bad ending to the show last time? And so this year they're like, we're going to make the whole thing bad and really bounce back in 2023. Like, I don't know if it was that. I think initially they had, they didn't know what they were doing, but now that they're seeing all this discourse around the controversy and whatever else, they're just, they're going to keep going down that hole. They're gritting and bearing it until they get to 2023. They're like, <laughs> um, by the way, I think we should mention, have you seen the presenters that were announced for the Oscars? Yeah. I care as much about that uh, the only thing i'm upset about is dj Kyle. <laughs> well no yeah i'm just shocked that like these people are not even like related to movies at all <laughs> i think these are the only people that said yes well bill murray's on there no no there are some people who are definitely in the movies like kevin costner josh brolin yeah. just um, the ones Jake that Hall. The one the, they just the, threw in some wild cards in just there the, yeah the really really out there ones are <laughs> DJ her, Khaled. Her is one of them. The her. pop, the R&B singer. Or pop singer. Um, she yeah, Chris Rock is randomly thrown in there. Sean White. Sean White rules, though. I'm fine with that. Serena Williams. I mean, that makes sense because of the movie. Um, yeah, that does make sense. Do you think she's doing Best Actor because they have that on lock for Will Smith? Well, we'll get there to that. Sean Diddy Combs. <laughs> Sean Mendez, too. Like yeah. like th they're throwing in just like random people. Just to Jacob Elordi is presenting one. <laughs> yeah, like what? Jake he's done nothing except Euphoria. Tony Hawk, that rules. I'm fine with that. Anthony Hopkins, he's got to be doing it over Zoom. He's got to be doing it over Zoom. <laughs> he didn't even show up last year. He, he did not show up last year. Did they go to him over Zoom or didn't it just end? It just no, ended, right? it ended, yeah. Yeah. But that's because they couldn't get him on Zoom. I remember that now. I remember that now. Well, I think he – it was like a time zone thing maybe or he just didn't want to. I don't think he – there was like technical difficulties. I think just, they couldn't get him. He just said he no. was. He was – I think there was something about he was supposed to be. Maybe he fell asleep. Um, mm -hmm. Lupita Nyong. Some of these are really good. Like Jason Momoa is a really good one. That's a charismatic guy. He's gonna go up there and be entertaining for the thirty seconds you need him to be. And then, uh, Bill Murray, Lupita Nyong'o, Elliot Page. Uh, and then you have like Tyler Perry. I mean, well, Tyler Perry, I guess, makes sense. But no, these are all like entertaining. People, oh no, that's why they're up here. But some of them uh, just have nothing related to movies or cinema, and they're just here. Oh no, there's a Medea movie out this year. And Tyler Perry's presenting. You don't think he'd present as Medea? Hey, who knows? This is 2022. 
these people, the people who do this are people who are just like prom- have something to promote pretty much. Like, like, do you really think Jake Gyllenhaal wouldn't be doing this if he didn't have, he was not doing a blockbuster movie promotion right now? Like he would not get out of bed for the fucking Academy Awards. What is Sean White promoting right now? Um, I guarantee you he's getting on there so people will Google Sean White and like whatever sponsorship he's got will come up because he just retired. So he's like, all right, time to start. Like here, I need to promote my snowboarding podcast. He's probably doing like. Oh, he's dating Nino Debrev, who is oh. also an announcer. I don't know. Um, oh man, I'm worried. No, it's, this this Oscars such, is going to be a shit show, and it's going to be fun to watch. So at least it'll be entertaining. I, that's why I think they're leaning into it. Like they're like at, at exactly at the worst, it'll be entertaining. Like people will mm-hmm. talk about it, and people will will tune in when they see Amy Schumer make that fucking joke about her Nightmare Alley and Squid Game or whatever. I don't want it. We don't need to rehash that because that's a little too X-rated for this show. <laughs> um, Lady Gaga's. I, I hope she does like actress and's like maybe I should have been on here, but. I think she should have been on there. I like Lady Gaga in that movie. All right, let's get to our picks. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, so we're going to go through all the uh, categories except for the short films because we did not watch all the short films. Right. Um, and we're going to go and say what we think we want, what we want to win, and then what we think will win. Um. All right. Before we get into this, we're we're gonna have a little bit of a. This is gonna be a, a production discussion that we're going behind the scenes on this year. Have you seen the documentary stuff? Because I haven't. Um, I already I, forget what the nominations are. Oh yeah, sorry, I have. I have seen three out of the five. What about the shorts? No. All right, so we're taking shorts off, and you're leading us through documentary. Sure. All right. Um. Yeah, I already said we're taking all off all the shorts. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were including documentary on there. All right. Yes, yeah, so um, all the shorts. So animated, live action, and documentary shorts we're not talking about. I'm looking at the documentary feature right now. I almost watched Attica the other day, not realizing it was nominated. Maybe I should have. They're not going to have had a say. All right. <laughs> now getting into it. Uh, so like Jacob said, we are going to go, or like we've said on previous episodes too, we are going to give you what we think should win and what is probably going to win because the academy does not always have the pulse on what the people want and what the best stuff actually is um for any number of reasons typically it's because they're old and you can kind of guess what they're gonna like so uh i think there's way more reasons than that i mean yeah that's just the main one money money and probably money it is a very political thing it's a very political and also half of them don't even watch so half of them don't even watch and a lot of it has to do with like who's on the most who's done the most recent uh press runs and like yep that's also like especially when it comes to best picture i think the stuff that made sure to get out onto streamers not not video on demand onto streamers has a leg up on the competition Um, yeah it was interesting because i was looking i was doing some a24 research after seeing x this uh this weekend um and i was i was reading into it like why a24 had a pretty stacked year last year and i'm wondering like none of their films made it um i read the size kind of off topic but just quickly um i read that the campaign director for a24 or that used to be 
um, left and went to Netflix. I think Netflix like bought Uh-oh. him out. I didn't think about. I didn't know that. And I guess that's why A twenty four had a booming year the past like I think two years ago when like Minari was big and the A twenty four is kind of stacked in the Oscars. And now they have nothing, and it's because they lost that campaign director, and also because they don't have a lot of money in general. And so they put all their eggs into one basket with Apple and pushed Tragedy of Macbeth. And that's why that's the only one that's nominated up here from A24, um, which is really interesting in my opinion. What other stuff did they put out last year? This is so off topic to what we're doing, but we're always, you know, we're basically an A24 Um, sponsored podcast. (laughs) I think the big one was Green Knight. That one should have been nominated in a bunch of categories. And I remember we also thought Come On, Come On would do more. Come On, Come On, yep. Um... Yeah, no, they had they had a good amount of movies they could have pushed. Um, uh, well, hang on, I'll do their their twenty twenty one. They had Tragedy of Macbeth, Red Rocket, The Humans, The Souvenir Part Two, and Come On, Come On. Yes. And All, oh, sorry. Oh, wow, a lot more. Sorry, Lamb, Green Knight, Val, Zola, False Positive. Wow, I'm really surprised actually looking at it right now that Val wasn't nominated for the documentary. I saw people going wild about that. Um, yeah, it's because they have no money, and I'm sure Apple gave them a lot for tragedy. And they right. lost their their huge campaign director who did like everything for them to go to Netflix. And that's right. why we see so many Netflix films nominated this year. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what you're telling me is expect Adam Project for Best Picture 2023. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. We got to keep, keep in mind what you've watched over the last week because we'll do that next week. I have like a, an Adam Project conversation i'm ready to have if you've had if you've seen that movie yet i thought it's gonna be a yet there (laughs) i'm also really excited to have the x conversation on here but we will we'll table that all right let's get into it we promised an oscar show we have not we we're, we're delaying it we got our tuxedos on it is time to go it's a it's not a visual medium so they don't know if we're lying about that or not all right we're gonna start it off with best achievement in costume design uh, Jacob probably knows more about this than I do. I have no idea what makes costume design good or not. I just say, ooh, look at the pretty dresses. Um, all right. Best Achievement in Costume Design. <laughs> Best Achievement in Costume Design. The nominees are Cruella, Dune, West Side Story, Cyrano, and Nightmare Alley. Uh, Jacob, do you want to tell us who you think is going to win it and what you want to win it? Or reverse that order, actually. I think you know what uh, costume design is here. I do know. I mean, I do, but like, I I feel like I never have a good sense on this. If one. you're watching Dune and you see someone in like a, a winter coat and longs right. and longs, look, I know, I know, but I like there's, I don't like. I feel like this is always just gonna go to a period piece, typically, like. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what makes good costume design. T- like, sure. I know when something looks super out of place, but I don't know what separates it enough to get an Oscar. Like, if you had if right. you put a gun to my head, I'd say Dune gets this one. But like, why would Cyrano not get it? Is like the only is like, I, yeah. No, I there's like, there's, there's yeah. a bunch of ways you can like judge it. I see what you mean. It's like there's one. It depends because if it's like an adapted um, movie, like mm-hmm. from a book or whatever, you're kind of judging it based off your imagination or like how the details were in the book and like how accurate it was to that. Um, but then, and then there's also the part of just making it accurate to the time period it's in and and like the colors and like the aesthetic of everything. And then it's also like, there's like the actual design itself. Like, does it look cool? Does it look good? And does it like apply to the story? Does it like help the story move along 
in different ways. See, that's why costume design is also tricky for me because I feel like when I look at costume design, I end up getting tricked by like folding so much of cinematography and production design into it. I can't keep it separate in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. But move. That's that's why we're gonna start with you. What do you think is gonna win? What do you want to win? Let's do it. Um. Well, yeah. So what I want to win. Um. So all these have great costumes. I think this is like a solid. I do category. Too, I do think. Um. That. But I think I want Dune to win here. Um, I think Dune, I mean, from reading it, uh, I did, I like had a sense of like what the still suits would look like, but I think Denis and his costume designer here, like knocked it out of the park. Like it looks so awesome. Um, just the, the whole design of it. Um, also like what they wear when they're out of the still suits, just like walking around looks really cool. It added so much to the aesthetic of everything, like especially when you see those big wide shots of like the army and them all like single file in order, like they're all dressed in their uniforms. Mm-hmm. It looks really, really good, um, and I, I think it deserves it here. Um, it, they, you can tell how much effort they really put into it, and I think that's what like really counts. Um, and then what I think will win here is I think the Oscars has to throw Disney a bone, and so I think it's going to be Corella. Um, so I thought about that with this one too. I have the Disney bone being thrown somewhere else though. And Mm. I, so my want here was Nightmare Alley because, uh, pretty much because House of Gucci wasn't on there. Um, but I, I, for some reason, like very much love this movie and think it's really, really, I think it's really, really good. I love what Guillermo del Toro did with it. And like, particularly the costuming and like, the carnival scenes yeah. I thought was just spectacular. And then when they move on to the hotel and stuff, you know, I love like that era of clothes. Like I don't want to walk around dressed like that now, but I love how it looks, you know, when you're walking around dressed like you're in the 1920s, like that type of era and, and, and that feel to it, I think is like a roaring twenties feel, you know, I kind of like seeing that on film a lot. Yeah. So that's, that, yeah, that would have been my second choice because mm-hmm. I do agree. I think that you can tell how much effort they put into that, especially right. during the circus scenes and um, in the like the fancy scenes when they're doing the shows in the second half too. Right. Um, just like it's the two sides of like that, ro- what that roaring era, roaring twenties era was. You know, it's right. the super fancy people who are going to dress super super fancy and like let make sure you know it with like every all their hair their hair, their hair is greased not only in their head but also their mustache and then like uh but the rest of the people are the the normal folk like the people who have to be carnies are like dirty and kind of wearing dresses that look you know pretty old and worn but they try and make themselves look better when they're doing the show and they try and dress up a little bit there but you can tell that they're not quite getting there all the way and um i just thought that encapsulated that feeling very well through the clothing. Um, but the one I think is going to win is the one you want to win. I think Dune's getting it because mm. for all the reasons you listed, like I don't know how you can see that movie and not feel like, yep, this is what space people would wear. <laughs> like if we evolved and made it into space and were spread out across the galaxy, this is what we would look like. This is what we would wear. This is what desert people would wear. I, I thought it was pretty perfect. Um, and that was one of my first thoughts when I saw the trailer, too. I was like, ooh, costuming, production design, really, really good stuff here. Um, the Cruella thing, so the the reason I don't think Cruella is going to get it is the same reason we talked about House of Gucci not even getting the nom. 
Well, maybe a little less House of Gucci because House of Gucci they could just deck them out in Gucci stuff, and it was really thing. that hard. With House of Gucci, you you have limited options, and it's kind of easy. But with Cruella, uh, it's it's just you know going you know what Cruella Deville wears. She wears a lot of black and white, and like just so you just gotta find black and white dresses, you know. That yeah, but they put a lot of style and effort into them. Um, it's very poppy, and I think that's what the Oscars likes, and obviously what Disney likes. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm curious where your other Disney bone is, but we'll get there. We will get there. All right, now moving on, we are going to talk about the makeup and hairstyling category. The nominees here are Coming to America, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Cruella, and House of Gucci. So pretty wild that Coming to America has now been Oscar nominated film. I hate it, actually. I don't like it at all. No, why? Because I don't like that. I don't know. Why is Coming to America an Oscar-nominated film? Why not? Because it is... Give Eddie Murphy some love. Like a wildly reviled sequel money grab that the people did not like. Fair. (laughs) It's it's a cat. I love Eddie Murphy. The first Coming to America is awesome. What the hell are we doing bringing this character back, you know? All right. This is a really good good, um, group we have here, even if I think Eyes of Tammy Faye got it just because of all the posters and close-ups we got of Jessica Chastain's eyes, a bunch of different colors, you know? So, yeah, you kind of just said my pick. So (laughs) I think what what will win is the eyes of Tammy Faye because, like you said, they're basically campaigning, campaigning for this category. Um, Literally everything is focused on the the hair and makeup of Tammy Faye and Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I, I easily think that will win. What I want to win is Dune. I want Dune kind of just to dominate. So (laughs) you're going to notice... You're going to notice a big trend in my want picks here. Um, But, yeah, I I think Dune also had great makeup and hairstyle. I mean, it was kind of just everyone's (laughs) hair, but it was kind of more of like a casting thing, I guess. But it it all looked really good. And I guess, I don't know if this counts as costume design or hair and makeup, but the eyes when they, like, um, Mm -hmm. they have the blue. The spice uh, eyes. Yeah. um, I'm not sure where that counts. Maybe that's VFX. Yeah. but, but either way, I don't know. Everyone just looked great, and yeah, so I'm choosing Dune. Um, my want here is House of Gucci because I want this movie to win an Oscar. And also, like, I think it's similar in Eyes of Tammy Faye where that is one of the main things I think they were campaigning for. Like, if you look at the posters they put out, the character posters and the one where they're like, they've got gold behind them and it's the five, you know, main characters all standing together. They all just have all their makeup put, like they look very put together. Their hair is all specifically styled and, um, very, you know, extravagant ways. They change Lady Gaga's hair a million times in that movie. And Adam driver always looks like he has a lion's mane. It's fantastic. And also, Jared Leto in that makeup, you can't lose. You can't lose. He's a, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a knockout. <laughs> that's the big thing. I think Jared Leto, definitely, that makeup's a really, really good job. If we didn't get my Leto supporting actor, I want him to win for his makeup, <laughs> even though he won't get the win, but you know what I mean. 
I bet you. Oh well, no, because hair and makeup's not even going to be shown at the Oscars. But mm. if it was, and because they, they always do clips, they would they definitely sh- show Jared Leto. I think they'll show a still while they're like showing their speech and the cut for time shit that we don't like. Um, all right, let's keep it pushing. We got a lot of categories to get through because we're hitting all of them. All right, best achievement in production design. You know, um, which. I felt was a natural way to go after via after uh, costume and makeup and hair. So in production design, the nominees we have are Dune, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, and Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, this uh, is pretty perfect. I couldn't think of you know any other nominees. West Side Story, I I'm gonna just go ahead and say here at the top, I don't think should have been nominated for anything. I think it's too boring of a movie to actually have a say. And much, but Spielberg. No, the production Spielberg. design was great. I don't care. I wasn't looking at it. I was looking like at my ceiling because that was more interesting than watching Ansel Elgort. I'll get to it. I have a whole thing. I was I was on a walk today, like just mad, like walking around, running my dog. Like I was just mad that movie's in the Best Picture race. All right, sorry. What do you want to win? What do you think's gonna win? What I want, I think, is should be a clear winner here. Um, which is Tragedy of Macbeth. I mean, the production design on this thing is next level. And I think this kind of adds to its cinematography too, because that really helped. But they just put literally so much effort into every single shot. Um, like my my jaw was just wide open the entire time watching this movie. And half of it was the cinematography and the lighting, but the other half was the production design. Um, just like the buildings they they developed for Macbeth to live in and just the way they showed it with the shadows and the lights of like the overarching arches. Um, it was just incredible and so well done and I've never seen anything like that. And I think it definitely should win this. Um, what I think will win, which I'm not mad about, but I, I really want Tragedy to win here. Um, I think Nightmare Alley is going to win here. Um, the production des- design is really really good here um and i don't see nightmare alley kind of winning anywhere else i I think they want to give them one so i think it's going to be here in production design they that that, they've started making a push for nightmare alley oscar um so i am with you on the want of Macbeth. i am glad we agreed there i thought you were gonna go somewhere else with this one i'll get there in a second dude yes i i thought that uh i also thought for a second for myself like I, you know, honestly, right here, Nightmare Alley never really crossed my mind on production design, although it probably should have, but I've saved their Oscar for somewhere down the line that I've talked about a lot. Um, the Power of the Dog I thought about hard for a second, and then I was like, eh, it's kind of just the fields in the desert. That's the thing with Dune. Is yeah, just sand. The, the buildings were very, very cool, and the in- indoor architecture was very awesome. But I think Macbeth kind of overpowered it because they they were kind of similar in that way where they're they're kind of like mm-hmm. intimidating and overarching. Um, but yeah, I, same with Power of the Dog. Like that's more location scouting and not really production design. Um, well, my want is Macbeth. I'm right there with you, and my think is actually Dune. I think Dune is. I have Dune on here a lot. I think they're gonna same. kill a lot of these technical awards. Yep. And I like production design. I don't think will be any different because even with like when they were in the desert i th- i think a lot of that was meticulously produced and planned especially cuz like they'd be in the desert but also they spent a lot of time in the tent and then i kind of think 
like uh, with all the helicopters that would be around them that goes into the production design and then they don't mm-hmm. spend that much time really walking through the desert all of a sudden they're in you know the freeman's little hideout that they're in that then gets attacked you know like i think a lot of production design went into it and i think that's going to get recognized um if i think they could win off like the atreides house on dune alone because that shit's yeah. insane and the stuff that was back uh in their home planet i forgot what it was called it, i just had it and it left arrakis. my brain arrakis is the planet they're on it's it's that's arrakis is dune that you, yeah, like, don't hurt, are you hurt that you just got that wrong? <laughs> you look no, really hurt by that. I was, I was trying to think really hard, but my um, thinking's not working today. I, I don't know. As long as West Side Story doesn't get an Oscar, I am a happy, happy man. I have a vendetta against that movie that will never be satisfied. All right. We are moving on here to Best Sound Design. We're getting these are the thrilling ones. These are these are the ones people come for. All right. <laughs> hey, don't knock sound, man. I'm not. I'm you just... got no sound in your film? You got no film. That's a good point. All right. Best sound. The nominees are Jacob's favorite, Belfast, No Time to Die, West Side Story, Dune, and The Power of the Dog. I have a feeling I know what you're going to do here, but why don't you tell the people anyways? So what I want to win is Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um... What I want and will win here is Dune. Um, the sound design, I think, is almost like it's next level here. Like nothing, none of these other nominees even compare to it. Um, and I think it's just an easy choice here. Yep. My want and thank here is Dune as well. Um, you know, I could have told you that Dune was going to get this Oscar from the first second of the trailer. Like, yeah. It's just it's immediately on you and it feels like it's happening to you like you're there. It's it's so surreal. It's so well done and so well just mixed and everything. It's it's pretty perfect sound design. It's there's not a lot of examples as good as Dune of what sound design should look like. Um how mad will you be if this goes to Belfast? <laughs> what in the Belfast movie? That's made what I was anyone thinking. think had good sound design that one scene in the beginning when like the riots are happening and it's circling around them there's like Like, three riots there's two or three i don't know the music scenes where they're singing to each other and stuff that's music but like the sound design like when it's happening when it's diegetic sound it's right right sound design kind of although i was a little confused how his voice was still being projected when he was away from the microphone we can have the belfast conversation a little bit later um all right i thought another fitting transition would be to go from sound into music and we are going to start off with the score uh i'm a very big fan of the music score category i've talked about scores a lot um our nominees here are Don't Look Up and Kanto, Power of the Dog, Dune, and Parallel Mothers. What you got? Same as sound, baby. I think what Juan and Will win is Dune. I think Hans is going to get another Oscar here. I also want Dune, but that's not the one I wrote down as my want. I love the Power of the Dog score. I think it's really, really good. Yes, I do think so too. And Johnny Greenwood is a genius. And I mean, it's fucking Radiohead. But either way, I don't think it's Greenwood's best. And I think Hans, the Hans score here is just, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, it's so overpowering. 
and like that's the point of it like it's dune right. it's supposed to be that way and i think it just completely overshadows something that's kind of like more calm and mysterious like the power of the dog and i think more people are just gonna adhere to dune um yeah dune is what i have here for think my i had i wrote down i wrote down a sleeper think though and i don't know if i think you're gonna hate this I put down Encanto as a sleeper. Like, I, dude, no, just trust me. Disney's pushing the shit out of this movie, and this movie is doing, like, just the music from this movie, the score, and the soundtrack are, is, like, going so crazy viral. I think it could, I like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Power of the Dog and Dune split, and then, like, something else, one of these other three snuck in there, and I think Encanto. Is this your stick- Disney bone? This is not my Disney bone. This is my sleeper think. Like, I, like okay. I don't think it's. I think I think it's gonna be Dune. Like, I'm ninety nine point eight percent sure that it's gonna be Dune. But if something weird happened, like Power of the Dog and Dune splitting, I think Encanto would have more votes than Don't Look Up or Parallel Mothers. Is, is oh. like what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. If a split vote happened, then yeah, yes. I could see Encanto winning. Right. But that's not. That's not my my throwing Disney a bone pick. Um. All right, motion pictures song. I felt I'm just gonna say this before we kind of get into the um, nominees. I, this was kind of a, a a light original song year for me. I didn't particularly think anything stood out. Oh, same. I agree with that. Like I, Kid Cudi put out two really good ones, and I think got snubbed twice. Yep, I agree. He had the Heart of They Fall song and the Don't Look Up song. I thought that Don't Look Up song was just an immortal lock for a nomination. Yeah. <laughs> it really seemed so like it was, but it wasn't. All right, so. My, re- I think my guess oh, yeah. for that is because I think more people counted that as like a script screenplay thing and less mm. of like a, a song. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mm. think it should have been nominated here. There's definitely some ones that could have been knocked off here. All right, so here we go. We have Belfast with the song Down to Joy with the music and lyrics by Van Morrison. Then we have the film Four Good Days with the song Somehow You Do, written and performed by Diane Warren. Then we have No Time to Die, written by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell and performed by Billie Eilish with backing vocals by Phineas. Then we have Encanto Dos Orugitas. I knew I was going to do that. (laughs) Written by Lin-Manuel Blaranda. He can fuck off. Um, King Richard. The song is Be Alive. Written and performed by Beyonce and Dixon. I don't know who Dixon is. What do you have here? Weeks my want and will are also the same here. Um, I think it's going to go to No Time to Die. Um, Billie Eilish knocked it out of the park here. Um, and I'm, I think it's more that I'm just not a fan of any of the other songs unless that I love this song. Um, but it's still, it's a good song and it was a great kind of closer song to the bond, the Daniel Craig bond movies. Um, I'm I'm not mad at it at all. So I want and think this one will too, but I also have a couple reasons why I think it might not. I do like this song. It's not, anywhere close to the best bond song but it's way better than that piece of crap sam smith gave us for specter that was the worst bond song i've ever heard nothing will ever touch skyfall both the best bond movie and song um now here's the thing this came out this song came out in 2020 it came out around when they like it came out like three months before they initially thought 
the movie was going to come out. Right. So this has been out for a while. Fatigue could be a real thing it, it, with this song. Because we got a whole press cycle with this song, and then we got a second one right after, like, for the first time they pushed the movie back. Then we got a third one, and then they pushed the movie back again. And then finally we got the song in the context of the movie. Um, now, once again, you got to put, you got to give Disney and Pixar and Kanto going crazy viral. Lin-Manuel Miranda is, for some reason, still the hottest talent in Hollywood. They might want to acknowledge that they're hip and keeping up with the young people on TikTok and put Encanto in there. And also Beyonce is Thanos and I am inevitable snaps her fingers and when that wins the Oscar, like she a hundred percent could just off name alone, you know, she's Beyonce. So what's your will here? My will is no time to die, but I'm just okay. listing reasons for if it doesn't win. Right. Is, is, uh, would be the fatigue, then Encanto being Lin Manuel Miranda, and King Richard being Beyonce. You know, just just some some stuff that could get in the way here. Uh, moving on to best achievement in visual effects, really good slate here. I this is a good year for big action movies with really good VFX. Um, we have Dune, No Time to Die, Spider Man No Way Home, Free Guy, and Shang Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. What do you uh, – well, I th I don't know. I was trying to think about what you're going to do here. I imagine you're going to go Dune Dune, but I don't – what are you, you going to do here? Are you going to go Dune Dune? I'm going to go Dune Dune here. <laughs> um, I kind of yeah. thought you might go Free Guy, actually. So that's what I was debating between. I was debating between Dune and Free Guy because I think Free Guy's visual effects were honestly, like, on par with Dune's. They, like – it's, I think it's hard to tell when you're just like watching like a like a light action comedy like this and you like the visual effects are so part of the film where I think people don't realize how much like effort really went into it. Um, but especially from someone who like plays a lot of video games and all like the small little VFX things they did, just like very, very small details. Like you can tell they like really, really cared and put a lot of effort into this movie. Um, even though it's kind of just like that lighthearted, fun action film, it still had all those like that, that care to it. Um, and I really, really loved it. And I was going back and forth between Dune and Free Guy. But ultimately, I, I just think I just kind of just want Dune to win as much as many Oscars as possible here. So I'm going Dune. But if it wasn't if Dune wasn't here, then I would easily go Free Guy. Um, yeah, so on mine, I am also going Dune Dune. I think, uh, my heart said Spider-Man for a second, and then I said Andrew Garfield going through the portal doesn't look like Andrew Garfield, so Dune Dune. You know. Spider-Man, I mean, the thing with Marvel is, like, they're all the same. I mean, like, look, but the thing, well... It's hard. It's it's very it's very tough for me because they do put effort into those. And they like, do. It you, takes you a lot tell. of work. It it does. But it, the thing, like the thing with this type of VFX stuff, is it doesn't always come out looking h how you want it. You know, like yeah, and they can kind of like they don't have to put that much effort in in the beginning because a lot of it, they're just like, they're putting it over a green screen and a blue screen. It's a blank slate mm -hmm. and they can do whatever they want in post. 
Um, while, whereas like Free Guy and like No Time to Die and especially Dune, like they have to think about these things way in the beginning and really like hone in on exactly what they want. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's why that's why I do think Dune had the best visual effects here. Um, also, just because a lot of it you can't you don't even notice that they put into it. My thing with Free Guy is because I kind of thought about it for a second as well. Although I'm the reason I don't I, I don't know. I think the main reason it's not gonna get it, besides Dune being a member of the field, is that I don't think the voter base in the academy is really gonna realize what they were going for to like make it look like a video game, you know, and like would just be super confused <laughs> with why it looks like that, you know, like why it looks so cartoony a lot of the time. No, I don't think this is even like the second or third choice I know. for it, visual effects. Um, it's just, yeah, I agree with you. I think the the voter base has like no idea the effort that kind of went into this. Yeah, just because of their age. Um, but yeah, no, I think the the easy winner here in terms of what will win, I think, it is Dune. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't see the the voter base like really voting for anything else here. Um, all right. Well, I just realized that I think we've if a- after our next topic, or did we just do the or after this one, will it be, have been the eight that were cut from the show? I think so. <laughs> I did that completely on accident. Wow, <laughs> that's insane. All right. So now our last one that we have, uh, or our last of the first eight that we have, is the uh, editing. Which is don't look up King Richard, tick tick boom, Dune, and Power of the Dog. Really good choices here. I mean, you're not going to go wrong with any of these. You never saw Tick Tick Boom, did you? I did not. So I'm a little biased in this one. Mm, well, that's why well, there's two of us. What do you want? What do you think? Um, so I, I think I have a little upset here. Oh. Um, actually, I think it's a big upset. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so what I want to win here is Dune just because I don't think Dune's editing was like incredible or anything. Well, actually, no, sorry. I disagree with that. Um, I do think Dune's was incredible because they, as we know that we, they shot so much of this film, like a lot, so many scenes were cut that like the editing was like a huge part of this. Um, especially from like what they had to cut, what they had to narrow down. I think Denis and the editor did, really did like a, a great job of like choosing, pick and choosing like what scenes they should show and how to like really narrow it down within the, the three hours that they had um, to make a good movie out of it. And I think they really did the best they could. And that comes down a lot to the editing. Um, so I, I do what I, I want to win here is Dune. What I think will win, which I think is, I don't know. I just, I have a gut feeling about this. I think it's going to be don't look up. Um, the editing here is it's a specific style and I'm not personally a fan of it, but I, I know the Oscars love it. Um, and also the film editing category has not been the winners have not been great. I think people forgot that a couple years ago, Bohemian Rhapsody won best. No, I didn't film want editing. you to say it cause it makes me mad. And that's what I think is going to happen here. I think they're going to completely do a 180 and choose Don't Look Up. Um, just because the editing is so jarring. 
and just like it's so in your face that I think it's just going to be what people vote for. Um, I'm a little different from you. I do think I think Dune is I I don't know I think Dune's uh, well actually no I'll say this. Um, my want is tick tick boom, and my think is also tick tick boom. Mm. The one that you haven't seen, well, yeah, I don't think you've seen King Richard either. I know I haven't, but um, Tick Tick I Boom is—it's—it's it's cutting back and forth between two different time periods, and it covers a pretty wide span of time in one of the stories. And I think they do a really good job of keeping it straight and letting you know where you are in the story and what part of Jonathan Larson's life you're in, and. The, it, felt, it just feels very cohesively cut together and what they were the story they were trying to tell and the way they were trying to tell it was pretty difficult and so I think like making it a cohesive product is something that's pretty impressive I don't want to give Lin-Manuel Miranda any credit here so hopefully he was out of the editing room and the two editors here just put it together themselves uh, and also the editing you know together of like the songs uh the song scenes i thought all looked great too you know because filming musicals um the editing of like how certain things look when they're performing the songs is pretty important and i thought it all worked pretty well here but you haven't seen it so what do you know i could be lying you'd have no idea (laughs) You'd, you wouldn't have a clue i could have done this just as a joke no, but I really do think TikTok. I think TikTok is gonna be the upset here. I like yeah, it. no, I do think TikTok boom and don't look up w- would be big upsets. So I think we're both yeah. kind of leaning in a way where we think it's, this category is gonna be an upset. We're gonna get Dune fatigue by the end of this. They're gonna have enough trophies. It's gonna be all right. Um, we'll see. <laughs> all right, let's move it on to the documentary. This is a category that I have not seen anything from. But even still, I do have, like, a think based off, like, press runs. Um, so our ca- our nominations here are Ascension, Flea, Riding with Fire, Attica, Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. What do you have here? Well, since you're basing it off of campaign runs, I want to hear what you think before I say. I think Flea is going to get this because... It's the most talked about movie I've heard here. I heard a lot about Summer of Soul initially when it came out, and then I haven't heard anything about it since. Uh, I never heard of Ascension. I never heard of Riding with Fire. And then Attica I only really have heard of because, well, for one, the scene in in, uh, Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino where he yells Attica, Attica over and over again. So, uh, and it's also on Showtime right now, and it's being heavily promoted there. But Flea is kind of like I've heard a lot about it. It's all over the place. There's a big push for animated feature as well as documentary feature. Hulu's kind of promoting the hell out of it. Um, you know, I think, and I think it's um, a really relevant story right now. It's a refugee story, right? Correct. So with, I think, especially after all of these refugees have been created in Ukraine, you know, I think it's like a very topical issue, especially, I mean, refugees both out of Ukraine and out of Afghanistan, which was a whole other thing that happened recently, you know, like it's, it's very relevant. It's a very, it's, it's the perfect place for the Academy to go to make their little statement that they like to make, you know, you might have just changed my mind. 
I totally did I not saw, think about I saw, Ukraine. <laughs> I watched your face. You kind of went, ooh, and looked up. I was, you know. <laughs> so my want here. So, okay. I've only seen, I thought I saw three out of five. I've only seen two out of five. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Flea and Summer of Soul. Okay. Um, well, my want here is Flea. Um, Flea was, a, it's, it's incredible. It's really something new in the genre because it's a documentary and it's animated, which we don't see a lot of. Um, and just the way they tell their story is so unique and it's so powerful and so well done. Um, it's a great movie. Um, and now my will here was Summer of Soul because I do think Summer of Soul has gotten, it's done really, really well at other award shows. Like for best documentary, this is the one that has been winning everything. Um, it's been having a huge hype run. But now that you're like talking about Ukraine and like the political side of things, I do think Flea is kind of the perfect win here for them to kind of go in that direction. Um, and the thing with Flea is that it's nominated for Best Documentary, Best International Film, and Best Animated Film. And it's got like three opportunities to win here. And I do think, I don't think it's going to win the other two. I think its best chance here is Best Documentary. Um ugh. I think I'm still gonna stick with Summer of Soul here. I I don't know if it's gonna it's gonna uh, Flea's gonna pass it, but you do make a good point, and I do think that's like a, a reasonable thing that will happen. I and I obviously won't be mad either because I do want that to win. I think so. Uh, you make a good point by the other two categories. The other two categories are pretty strong, and I think. It's, I think choosing a movie like this would be in one of those categories. To, well, international feature is already locked up by something else. But particularly animated feature, I think choosing Flea would be like the Oscars, the Academy, making too much of a statement. You know, they don't want to go that far and give that, that yeah. to this one. So this is their perfect little – this is their perfect little slot – where they're gonna they're gonna give it they're gonna say here have your silly little documentary movie look we don't like refugees now let's go back to making millions and millions and ad placements all right <laughs> you know <laughs> it's the, it's the little thing you know that's what they do I I'm just gonna stick with Summer of Soul just because <laughs> you have Flea just so we have opposing opinions here but <laughs> okay. I I kind of do think it's gonna be Flea now yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a smart guy, man. You got me there, bro. All right, got me there. I know movies. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> um. All right. Sorry, I'm sticking. Summer of Soul is also a great documentary and worth a watch. Yes, it's on my list. I know. I'm very sad. I haven't watched it. All right. Best original adapted screenplay. That's what I have next on the list. There we go. Adapted screenplay. I love this the writing stuff. All right, here we go. Coda, Dune, The Power of the Dog, Drive My Car, and The Lost Daughter. What you got? I like the slate. It's a good choice. This one definitely took me one of the longest to decide mm-hmm. on. Um, I was going back and forth on so many different things. Um, this is no, this is a solid category here um, from the options that the Academy kind of laid out. Um, so what I want to win here, I'm going with Dune here. And the reason I'm going with Dune here is because shocker <laughs> is because I don't think it's going to uh, 
win any of the other big awards and i think this is its best chance and i do i do think dune had a great screenplay um from adapting from the book it's kind of the same thing as editing where they had so much material to work from and they were able to hone in and narrow it down so much where it still made a cohesive and good story and i th- i think that's a very hard thing to do and they did a great job of that so that's kind of the reason why i'm going here um but what I think will win is I think they're going to give it to Coda here. Um, Coda, it's a, it's a, I think it's a very safe bet here. Um, I was going back and forth between Coda and the Power of the Dog, um, but I, I do think I think Coda is going to beat it out here. I think Coda has been going on a huge hype run recently. Um, it's been getting a lot of buzz, um, especially right before voting closed. And I think it's going to influence Coda to beat out the power of the dog here. Um, what won the Writers Guild Award? Awards? Has that happened yet? Adapted screenplay. Remember. Oh well, it has happened. Yes, it has. Adapted screenplay. Coda. Did you know that, or did or was that your just gut? I did not know that. Um, um, I wonder. And how- also, the the odds have changed, and Coda is now the the best pick for adaptive screenplay oh really mm-hmm. all right um so damn this is aging poorly my want is the power of the dog mm. i thought it was really really good i don't know because i it's weird like i guess the only one that would make me make sense for me to pick for the want was dune because that's the only thing i've read the source material of i like i haven't read the power of the dog yeah. but I don't know. I just I, th- I liked the script of it. I liked the story, and I also that's the one I have I had as my think because I kind of think Jane Campion and a lot of these big ones is kind of gonna th- this movie's gonna put its foot on the necks of some of these people. You know, I, the Netflix has wanted one for a while, and I think they're really going all out for it in this one, especially in like it, a lot of these movies were so hard to see in theaters. You know. Um, or just straight up, uh, like Dune. Oh, I guess all of these were pretty stream on, on pretty accessible on streams, except for Drive My Car. This is more about the no, but like ones. like we talked about, Netflix had a huge, huge yeah. campaign for this film. And Lost Daughter is a Netflix film too, but they're not they're not backing it. Like Lost no. Daughter feels like the Netflix promo they put out there. It feels like they're almost using it to play defense for Power of the Dog. <laughs> you know, like get just enough attention away from other stuff so that Power of the Dog could go on to win. Yeah. It's like it's like uh this is such a niche or I guess not anymore but it's like in Formula 1 you know when you the, you got the second driver who's playing defense so that the other guy can just go on ahead of the crowd and cruise to a win. Um <laughs> that's very much what it feels like going on. They've just sacrificed Maggie Gyllenhaal's movie that she worked so hard on. Um all right, what do you have I I like the original screenplay a lot too. I love this slate. Um, except for Belfast. Uh, <laughs> we go to that next? Yeah, that's what we have next, right? That's what I have next. Yeah, writing for original. Original screenplay. Right? Yeah, we can go to it. Yeah, that's what, all right, that's what we're doing. Let's get it going. What do you think? Oh, uh, I didn't uh, read it. I didn't yeah, read it. Yeah, I was waiting for you to list <laughs> the nominees. <laughs> Sorry. I was getting a little ahead of myself because I can't wait to Come on, Oscar co-host. I'm, I'm, I'm chopping at the bit to talk about this one. All right, Belfast, written by Kenneth Branagh. King Richard, written by Zach Balin. Worst Person in the World, written by 
Here we go. A skill vacht and Joachim Trier. Trier? I don't know. Don't look up. Adam McKay and David Sarita and Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson. What you got? Okay. So, my want and will were almost the same here, but uh, I'm switching up my want last second. I'm going worst person in the world for want here. Um, the reason I had licorice pizza before the reason I'm changing it is because I really just want worst person in the world to win an Oscar because it deserves it. And this is its only shot. So I really, really hope, and it's a great script. Like this is one of my favorite movies of the year or the Oscar year, I guess you can say. Um, it was an incredible script. It was it's so well done. Just a really incredible movie and it really deserves some recognition. So that's mainly why I wanted to win here. But I, I do think, this is my will as well, I do think Licorice Pizza is going to cop it here. PTA has been fiending for this Oscar for so long, and I, I think now's the time to give it to him. Yeah. Um, my want and will here is the, is the same. It's Licorice Pizza. Uh, I unfortunately haven't seen Worst Person in the World yet, but you know everything I've heard is that it's absolutely incredible. So, um, But, dude... I love licorice pizza so much. It's, it's a so great screenplay. It's it's a great screenplay. I love it as a movie. I you know I've yeah. talked about it enough on this podcast. It's my favorite movie of 2021. Um, I will be returning to it many a time. Uh, but the screenplay is fucking phenomenal, dude. Like I need a copy. Like I want a bound copy of it very badly. Um, I yeah, think and, this and, has and, a. Sorry. Sorry, no, I cut you off. Well, I just I think it has it in the bag, you know. They're like we're gonna, P, P, like PTA put out a good movie, but there, you know, are other movies we probably need to recognize. Uh, and also that age gap is weird. Let's just give them the screenplay one that nobody really cares about, you know. Yeah, I think people care about it. I mean, I you mean I mean love this movie, right? I mean, like like the main audience core. I guess now at this point in the Oscars, we're only people that are watching it are movie nerds, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, Licorice Pizza, I think, does deserve it here, um, even though I do want Worst Person in the World to win. But, yeah, PTA needs a fucking Oscar win. Like, it's insane that he has not gotten one yet, and I think now is the perfect time. Um, it's all, So I'm looking at the odds right now, and so Licorice Pizza is plus 100 as number one right now. Guess what's number two? Worst Person? Belfast? Bel- Belfast. <laughs> so By could- 30 points, 130. I don't know when we, I don't know when we need to do the Belfast conversation. Um, we need to have it at some point in here. I think we can po- we could pocket it for a second though. Let's move on to international feature film. Um, man, all right here. I'll I'll go through it real quick. So, Japan submission: Drive My Car, Bhutan submission: Lunanan Lunana. A Yak in the Classroom. I've actually heard a lot about that recently. Norway's The Worst Person in the World. Denmark's Flea. And Italy's The Hand of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, my one here was going to be The Worst Person in the World. But it has literally zero chance. I think it's very obvious what's going to win here. So, I'm going to ch- I'm gonna change my want to The Hand of God. Um, I think The Hand of God was great great movie and it's kind of it's it's again it's it's like we said before netflix is kind of just like 
pushing this under the rug. They're not really promoting it that much. It's all going to power of the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this does deserve some recognition. So I would love to see hand of God here, even though I don't think it has a chance because drive my car is kind of just dominating it's a, here. It's a Titan. Um, when, when an international film is nominated for best picture, it's kind of tough not to choose it for international. Um, it rarely, I don't think it's ever happened. Um, cause all the rest, that's only parasite, right? I don't think that's the only time it's happened. Um, what, where there's been a best picture and foreign film nominee. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. That I, would make I don't sense. Know. But either way, um, yeah, I don't see this going to anything but drive my car. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I think drive my car is kind of a titan here. It's it's not getting knocked off by anything, and it, it deservedly so. I will say that it is definitely it is the best international feature of the year, right? Would I mean I assume you would agree with that? I don't actually. I think worst person in the world is better. You do? Wow. Yes. Drive My Car is a great movie, and it's Wait. it's really good, but Worst Person in the World is miles better, in my opinion. Wait, didn't you just say you wanted Hand of God as your want here? What did you say? I did. I did say that, and that's because I just, want, I just wanted to get some recognition. Okay, well, I was going to recognize it anyway. We're, Hand of God, it was my want. Nice. I love that movie, man. It's so good. It's, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, it got me fired up. I was like, I need to go to Italy right now. Right yeah. now. Oh, it's awesome. It's it's gorgeous. The cinematography is beautiful. The direction is amazing. Oh, the, and the, all the actors are fantastic as well, man. It's a fucking stunner of a movie. God. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal movie, and that I wish is, Netflix promoted it more. I was watching it, and I was like, this is this is cinema. This is, this is filmmaking, you know? But, yeah, Drive My Car's got this on lock. It's... Mm-hmm. It's a titan. It's like Parasite. You know, you know yep. it's on lock. It, it's on. It's just absolute. It's, throw the throw the mortgage on it if you're gambling. Yeah, no, there's no way. And I think if it goes to anything else, that's definitely going to be the most talked about and biggest shocker of the night. I would, although if you if you were going to pick a sleeper, it's worst person in the world because what we could. I remember this is such a just a a. a, a a random example, a really throwback one. I remember the Grammy, the, oh my God, the 2017 Grammys. Uh, <laughs> I remember Coloring Book and Views were both nominated for Best Rap Album, but Views was also Album of the Year, so I thought Rap Album was a lock for Views, and then Coloring mm. Book won it. So I think like that's, this, this, you know, that could happen here. It could. Yes, Grammys it, is also wildly different, but I, I do know. see what you're saying. Yeah, it helps that Views was a bad album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, I think here, if it went to any of the other ones, I do think it would be Flea over Worst Person in the World. Really? I do think I do think Flea has a better chance here. I'm telling you, they're not doing. They're not putting internet internet because of Parasite, and I think also because of another round. Um, international features become a lot more looked at recently. Yeah. And I don't think they're doing the political thing for international feature. I just don't uh, like they're, they're going to keep it in the documentary section. They're going to keep it smaller. Yeah. No, I mean, it's going to drive my car. I don't think <laughs> there's no debate here. Like it's going to that. So, um, all right. Achievement in cinematography. 
if you're ready to move on, unless you want to keep hitting international for a second. No, I think we're good. All right, sweet. Achievement in cinematography. This is a personal favorite of mine. We have Dune, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, Tragedy Macbeth. I feel like I know where you're going, but let's see if you surprise me. I think you know. Um, I think the want, my want here is, I'm sorry, Dune, but it's just wildly, wildly better. Like this, this movie is a cinematic masterpiece, and that's the tragedy of Macbeth. I mean, nothing comes close to this. I'm sorry, Dune. Like Dune, yes, you you nailed it, and it's incredible. But the tragedy of Macbeth is just—it's too perfect of a movie, cinematography-wise. Just the amount of effort and delicacy they put into every single shot. Like my, my jaw was wide open the entire time, just admiring how beautiful everything looked. Um, I, I've, this is its only, it's like, it, it needs to win something. And if it's going to win something, it's, it's gotta be this. Cause the cinematography here, here, the cinematography here is outstanding. Um, but my will here is I do think Dune's going to win it. Um, Dune. You surprised me. Yeah, I, I do think Dune's gonna win it here. Um, I think it's this is the one like big category. It's gonna, I think it's gonna win. Um, so yeah. Um, it's no secret what my want is. I've said it a million times. I want Nightmare Alley, with all of my heart. And I said that. Look, hey, I will not be mad if it wins. People called me a madman because I thought Mank would win, but look at me now. I'm a genius. I'm, I predicted the Manx cinematography win. Jacob was telling me, there's no shot it happens. It happened, baby. Nightmare Alley Hive. We're standing up. Bradley Cooper. Legend. Rooney Mara. Legend. Although they didn't have anything to do with the cinematography. I just fucking love that movie. I think Tragedy of Macbeth, though. And, like, look, you think it's going to win? I do. I really do. I think wow. this is the one that Apple and A24 are pushing for. Yeah. Like, if you look at, like, the ads they run, like, it's nominated for Best Picture. And they it's nominated in a couple of different spots, of pretty big spots. You know, actor, Best Picture, cinematography. But they kind of, like, it says, it like, three. It's not Best Picture. It's not? I thought it was. No. I'm looking at it now. You're right. I'm not. But the one they promote the most is cinematography, like nominated for best cinematography. Like that's what they're pushing. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 and like the, all the ads too, are like the stills of the movie, like all the ads on Apple, like they want you to know, like we're, we've taken a lot of pride in like what we've put on the screen here. Yeah. And even the trailers. Right. It just looks fucking amazing. And it's got, this insane feel to it where like it's Shakespeare. So, you know, it's meant to be on a stage, but they make it like a film set, but it also feels like it's being performed on a stage in the same weird crossover and the way, and the black, like, I think the black and white also plays into it. And like, you know, production design is also part of the cinematography for creating like the feel of the movie. And yep. it just feels like a, like a, it feels like you're watching a Shakespeare play, but also like you're watching a, a movie, if that makes any sense. You know, yes. like it's it's the perfect cross between the two where it's not a full on theatrical adaption like a Kenneth Branagh Hamlet or like you're watching a taping of a play 
where Ian McKellen's playing Hamlet, you're getting uh, uh, the best of both worlds in it. And I think that the Academy will recognize it. And also, like, it's a fuck, like, if anything with Shakespeare in it, it's got to get a win somewhere. So why not here? Yeah, I mean, I really hope so, man. Um, I don't know if it can pull it off. Um, it's it's so tough. But either way, I'd be so happy if it wins. And I am also would be happy if Dune wins. Greg Frazier deserves yeah. the, uh, a nom. Oh, wait, the, sorry. In cinematography, there's really nothing I'm upset about winning cinematography except for West Side Story because no, no, n- no. It wasn't bad, man. I would, I'll, I'd give it a nom here. Uh, for cinematography? Yeah. Put Belfast over it. No. no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know what I would put over it. I feel like I had a pick that I thought should have been in there earlier, but I forgot already. All right. Oh, I mean, I would replace it with the Green Knight easily. but. Oh, yeah. What the hell? No, yeah. West Side Story doesn't deserve that nomination. I'm just, I'm just talking about like the films that are choosable for the Oscars, if that makes sense. Hmm. Whatever. Animated feature film. Uh, we have here Encanto, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, Flea, and Raya and the Last Dragon. What do you got here? Um, sorry, I was just pulling it up. Um, so yeah, my want and will are the same here. Um, I think what what uh, will win and what I want to win is The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Um. Um, incredible 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 movie it is it's so niche and does its own thing and so original um it easily deserves a win here um and the reason i do think it's gonna win over like Encanto or, or even luca is that i've seen a huge huge campaign push for this film um especially on social media lord and miller have been doing a huge campaign for this and i, I do think it's gotten enough buzz where it can get the win here um, so I am choosing it, but there is something in the back of my head where I just, I, I feel like it's going to be in Kanto. You scared of Encanto? You scared, you like, you see in the rearview mirror coming up and you're like, it's yes, I right, Thanos, you know, I am inevitable. Um, all right. My want is Mitchell's wrist the machines. Best animation I've seen since Spider-Verse, which is the greatest animated yep. movie I've ever seen. Like, and that's not just cause I'm a Spider-Man fan. Like I'm a big animation fan. That is the greatest animated movie I've ever seen. It is fucking phenomenal. And this is no coincidence made by the same team, same producer duo, Lord and Miller. And, um, you know, it's good. It looks great. It's a great story. It's engaging, um, the color scheme of it is fantastic, but I don't think it's going to get it now. He, well, here's the thing. I think it could, it definitely could. The Oscars clearly like what this Sony animation production studio has done. Besides the emoji movie, they like what they do <laughs> that like spider verse was one that was a shocking win to me. I wanted it so badly to happen. I didn't think it would. I, the Mitchell's Universal machines, if there was one that was going to beat Disney, this is the one besides, you know, a Spider-Verse movie. Encanto, man. I am inevitable. It's going to snap. And look, I don't even... I don't like Encanto. I'll say it. I'll, I'll get us some hate from, from the people. It's, it just didn't, it didn't, do it. It didn't do it for me. But, you know, it's fucking Pixar, man. They run this category. They run. 
It is not Pixar. Is it Disney Animation? Lucas Pixar. Lucas Pixar, correct. Ooh, maybe. maybe, I don't. I haven't seen that. Would have been my second choice for my want. So would be Luca. But the thing with Encanto is, and here's here's the thing that Disney's also been doing recently. They've been pushing their own animated movies more than Pixar's. Oh yeah. They. I think Moana was almost that turn where they were like you know we've gotten pretty good with this animation shit now like we we kind of lost our bag when the stuff started going the way of the cgi animation with pixar and our our hand-drawn animation wasn't clicking with people anymore and treasure planet was kind of the end of that which is a phenomenal animated movie and i think is severely underrated um and then with moana they kind of saw a turn like they had put out a few before them but then moana started gaining some steam and the same thing happened like I just did with Encanto where it gets confused for a Pixar movie all the time. And I think that's when they're like, all right, like we're if we're getting synonymously confused, then we're doing what we should be. You know, like that's the goal, I think, for them almost is to get people confused on which studio puts out what. And Encanto did get a recent theatrical run. It's at the very top of Disney Plus every single time you open it. It's got a number one soundtrack on iTunes right now and a number one soundtrack on Billboard. It's it's like a top ten soundtrack on iTunes or sound album on iTunes. It's all over the place. It's all over TikTok. It's going insanely viral. You've got a really personable cast that's been promoting the hell out of this movie. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Beatrice. Oh, God, I feel like an idiot. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice, right? Uh, is go- she's like talking about she's doing interviews like oh man i did this song while i was in having contractions because i was pregnant and it turns out i was actually in labor like you know she's they're they're hitting they're hitting the sidewalk man they're doing what you're supposed to do to win uh, a movie an oscar and i think that the disney this is where i'm giving them their bone i think they beat a better movie in mitchell's first the machines here and i get very angry yeah, I do agree with you, and I think my just my anger of Encanto is just getting in the way here, and I just I'm really really pushing for Mitchell's versus the machines. Did you see hope. Encanto? Um, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> my anger for a movie you haven't seen. The thing is, every time I so I, I know a bunch of people have watched it, and every time the first thing is the soundtrack's amazing. No Whoa. one says anything about the movie itself. No one. Literally, the story, the characters, nothing. All I hear about is the soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack could be great, but that doesn't make a movie, and that's literally all this movie has going for it. I don't like the soundtrack that much, too. I've I've been, like, waiting to kind of get on this soapbox. I remember my... Like, so I heard all this stuff and all these TikToks about how incredible the movie... Like, I've heard stuff about how incredible the movie is because there's, like, the character Bruno in it or whatever. They're like, oh, look, you could see all these secret things pointing to like where he's actually hiding out you know and then it's just it was such a i don't know how to describe it the song there's like two songs i really liked or not really like two songs i liked the rest of them were okay stephanie beatrice is the best part of the movie when she sings i like her as a singer and then the whoever plays the cousin dolores i like her as a singer but besides that this movie didn't have that this much for me like it just wasn't I don't know. It was it was kind of nothing to me. It was so run of the mill. I was expecting a lot more out of Disney on this one. And it was just meh. You watch a Disney movie and you know what you're gonna get, and then you watch the missiles versus the machines, and you realize how much more you can do with animation and story. Right. And you're just like, oh my god, Disney is so much in a box 
that Mission of the Machines, it proves how much, it just blows it out of the water, and it easily deserves the win here. Well, weirdly enough, I think that the creativity and stuff was something that Disney, with anime films, that was something that Disney, like, had for a really, really long time with the hand-drawn stuff. Um, I yeah. mentioned Treasure Planet earlier, which was, like I said, the end of this. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. So that is one of – it's one of my favorites, not just because I really love the story and it's one that I loved when I was little and also that uh, Goo Goo Dolls song is amazing that they throw in there. Um, but – it's it is one of the more creative animated movies that I've ever seen, and they kind of did the mix with CGI and hand drawn thing, and I think at the time people weren't really ready for that, but I think it's aged really well. Like it looks really good when you watch it now, and then the creativity, like this, the design of it all when they're like at the very end on the actual treasure planet and everything's collapsing in on it's uh, spoilers if you haven't seen this like. 30 year old movie by this point it came out in like 1994 like it's been a, it's been long enough i think and so did it come out in 1994 now i'm on a whole other thing but look that was i think the most creative they tried to get 2002 20 year old movie sorry um that was the last time i think they tried to get truly creative with it and it kind of bombed and they were like all right we're gonna let pixar kind of handle this and we're gonna go back to the drawing board and we're gonna figure our shit out and they've been putting out generic stuff ever since, except for Moana. I do love Moana. I will say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's it's sad. I, I I need more original animated movies. And Sony's not even – it's not even like they're a small studio. They're a huge studio. But they're being more creative, and they're letting these guys work and do – They're allowing them to take risks. Yeah, they're letting them do – interesting shit man like it's awesome i think flea is a good is is good that it got a nomination here because yeah that's something different as well and uh, you know like i'm i i love pixar just as much as the next guy but we gotta we gotta stop pretending like it's the end all be all of animated movies because there's so much more possible i didn't expect to get on the animated movies soapbox i mean it's Disney. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. That's the worst you could be. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move it on real quick. We're going to keep it pushing. We got the bi- these are the big ones, the, the, the big, big, big ones. that This is what people buy their ticket for, man, unless you're there for your own category. That's one of the smaller ones. Um, all right. We're going to start off with best performance by an actress in a supporting role, which is probably what they're going to start off the award show with this year. Um, so we have here Ariana DeBose, West Side Story, Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter, Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> Go for it, my An- guy. Ingenue Ellis, King Richard. I think is- so. I've heard her name, but like when I saw it, it – I saw it written. The way to pronounce it went completely out of my head. Ingenue we can just say Ellis. I think it is Ingenue Ellis, though, for King Richard and Judy Dench for Belfast. Um, what you got? Uh, no, it's not Judy Dench. I don't know if you're going to be happy with my want and will here. They're both the same, and I think it's Ariana DeBose. Um, <sighs> she she was really good in West Side Story, and I think was easily the best actress in that. And the problem is, I wasn't a huge fan of 
any of these nominations. I'm sorry, but I just none of these really stood out to me. They were all like, none of them were bad. They were just all kind of good or fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Ariane DeBose kind of stand out the most out of this uh, these uh, picks. So that's what I'm going, and I do think that will win. I do think they need to give West Side Story a win somewhere, and I think it's going to be here. Um. All right. My want and will here is uh, Kirst- is Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kirst- Kirsten Dunst. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even read the wrong note. I just I just said it wrong. I don't know why that happened. Um, I think it's uh, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> I'm completely rattled. Uh, I think it's Kirsten Dunst for both. Um, I I don't know why. I feel like power of the dog is kind of going to run some of this bigger stuff so looking at this these are the caesar sports book odds for um supporting actress ariana debose is the favorite at minus 2000 but kirsten dunst is the runner-up here at plus 700 and like you know if you were going to actually place a bet minus 2000 you know you're not you're gonna have to make a pretty big bet to make any significant amount of money if you're going for value, I think Kirsten Dunst at plus 700 is like a great, it's a great value bet, man. Like, and I wouldn't be shocked if it happened because she is fantastic in that movie. And I think people, they're really pushing this, like Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst are married and they're both nominated for Oscars. Wouldn't it be so great if they both won? Like that gets pushed out a lot. I don't think Jesse Plemons is going to do it. That's what we have. We're saving that for later, but I think Kirsten Dunst, can be the one of the um, one of the two to get it, you know. If it wasn't Debose, then yeah, I do think Dunst is the runner up here. She mm-hmm. she was good, um, but yeah, I do think Debose is gonna get the win here, um, and I do think it's a little political here as well. Mm, interesting. Um, all because right. if Dunst wins, we're gonna have a very very uh, white winner board here. That's very true. <laughs> this act and people it, do not like that. It is very, very pale in the acting area. Yes. Um, yeah. It, well, I mean Penelope Cruz, but she's probably not going to win. Will Smith. We'll, we'll get there. I don't want to step on the rest of the pod. All right, supporting actor. Oh man, I'm I'm fired up about this one. Who do you got? Let's list the nominees first. That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> um, we have J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog, Kieran Hines, Belfast, Cody Smith-McPhee, Power of the Dog, and Troy Katzer, Coda. I think we both have the same want and will here, which is Troy Katzer. Um, I think he knocked it out of the park. He was an incredible actor, an incredible deaf actor. Um, and, yeah, he's... Again, I wasn't a huge fan of any of these other ones, and Troy was easily the best here. Yeah, um, I can't speak for being the Ricardos. haven't seen it. I love J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do did love Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith-McPhee and Power of the Dog. I, I did. I, I, I'm a... I'm a I'm a part of the Jesse Plemons hive. Like he's he's a, he's gonna get some big shit coming for him. He already has, but you know, chubbier Matt Damon is on his way. Um, <laughs> Kieran Hines, take it or leave it. I don't really care. Um, but Troy Kotzer, man, 
He makes he makes you feel in that movie. He, he is great, and he's yeah. been he's been cleaning up at the rest of the awards. I think that um, he's kind of locked here. The power of the dog guys, like I think they might split a good bit of the votes, which leaves Troy Kotzer a great lane to get in there and take the rest of the take like just snatch up the rest of them. I don't really see Kieran Hines grabbing all that much, and I don't think enough people have seen being the Ricardos for J.K. Simmons to win that. Um, no. It's going to Troy, man. Apple's getting an Oscar. Yeah. No, I think this is an easy win here. Yep. Um, now we're going on to the leading roles. We have Best Actress in a Leading Role. We have Jessica Chastain, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, and Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. I know what your want is. <laughs> yes, you do. And... This is my upset here. I think she will win uh, with yes! this category, which is Kristen yes! Stewart. Yes! She, she has not had a good streak in these past award shows, but I do think they're going to give it to her here. Um, I, it's either going to be one of those things where Chastain and Kinman are going to split the vote and it's going to go to Stewart, um, or just people are going to go for – just choose her. And – I really think I don't know why I just have this gut feeling that a lot of people are going to vote for her. Um, she obviously deserves it, in my opinion. I think it's easily the best out of all these, even though I haven't seen them all. But I do think Kristen Stewart just gave an incredible, incredible performance and just can't be beat. So, Jessica Chastain favorite here minus one fifty. Mm-hmm. Decent value there if you want if you wanted to take a bet on that. I wouldn't blame you if this is the one. Uh, I wouldn't blame you if you bet on it if as the safe bet. Um, but this is the most competitive field, I think. Yeah. Which, you know, it, I haven't seen Parallel Mothers, but the, these other four are all pretty good roles. Pretty, pretty like they're very well acted. Um, so choosing one here was was tough. Yeah. But I chose Kristen Stewart as my want and my thing. Dude, Kristen Stewart is at plus 550. She's second worst odds. I I don't know why why Caesar Sportsbook has her at plus 550, but like that's some value I'd grab her at if you're trying to bet on this. This is I mean, she's fantastic. She's I watched this 3 nights before recording this and I was blown away. The movie is fantastic as a whole actually, but she is amazing. She is amazing and i felt so bad for her the entire time yes. which is what she's going for you know like good job you did it like you made me feel bad for you and you were awesome at it yes no she it's really just a, a phenomenal performance and yes i know we, we talked about this biopic thing where if you're playing a person um it is easier yeah. to root for them or like think they're a better actor because you you can compare it to something um which by the way being the ricardos and jessica chastain are both doing as well <laughs> three um, of the f- three of the five are biopics yeah but uh, Stu- stuart's got to win it here i mean i just have this feeling they're gonna they're gonna choose her and i really really hope it happens you've you've had this like gut feeling since you saw that movie in what yeah december yeah, around there. November. Um, 
Yeah, man. I and I I just now saw it, but like you convinced me that it was a great performance without me ever actually seeing it. I was just like, "Yep, I believe you." <laughs> yep. Um I I'm glad I finally saw it and I see the light, dude. I think I think she's I think she was great and I think she's kind of a lock. I I, I Hey, look, like don't don't blame us if she loses because she is an underdog. But like, if there's an upset, a big upset, which the Oscars they'll throw one in every now and again, this is where they do it. Yep, exactly. I think this is going to be their huge upset. Um, all right, let's move on. It should action. not be an upset, no. but it is. It shouldn't be, but you know, like I think Jessica Chastain, like before Spencer came out, like this was the anointed Jessica Chastain year. And she kept a lot of that momentum going on, but it started puttering out when Spencer came mm-hmm. and then like Spen- and then Stewart didn't get a nomination at the BAFTAs. Right. Which at first we were like, Oh, that's not good because there's direct correlation usually yeah. between those two. But I was thinking about it recently. I was like, why would the BAFTA, the British, why would the British film awards give her one for something that makes the crown look bad? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, True. Good point. Know, which I think hurts it hurts the odds, but I don't think people really accounted for that when they were taking the baths into account. That like, you know, they're not they're gonna do it's political over there. They're not gonna include something that makes makes it look like it wasn't fun being a royal. You know, um, yeah, I, I think Kristen Stewart's gonna pull off the upset. I really really hope she does. Let's um, hope, man. Last I checked, the Academy Awards did not bow to the crown. I'm, yes. I'm, I, I I think we're still like that. All right. Moving on to actor. We have Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Denzel Washington, the tragedy of Macbeth, Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom, Benedict Cumberbatch, power of the dog and Will Smith, King Richard. Okay. Um, so yeah. my wants here. Okay. It's tough because I have not seen Javier Bardem and I have not seen Andrew Garfield. Um, and I have not seen Will Smith either. So I've only seen two. So I'm a little biased here. But my want is Denzel Washington. Um, I think he gave a great performance um, in Tragedy Macbeth. He was easily the best out of everyone in that movie. Um, It's just tough because I'm only comparing it to Cumberbatch. I didn't think Cumberbatch gave an amazing performance. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going Washington here. My will is I'm just going off campaigning and what everyone seems to be choosing here, which is Will Smith. I think he's kind of a lock here. Um, he's got the best odds against him. He's been winning almost every every uh, award show that he's been nominated in. Um, I think it's just going to go to him. When it's when it's Will Smith, you, you got to give it to him. Um, yeah, so I have the only – only movie that I've seen that you haven't is Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield. Um, he totally deserves the nomination. He's actually incredible in this movie. Like, Yeah, he, I believe it. He become he, – I mean, he still looks like Andrew Garfield. It's hard not to when you're one of like the most handsome people in the world. But he does – he becomes Jonathan Larson, and he's got an energy that's different than you've ever seen before. I still didn't pick him as the one that I want. Wow. I thought that was a lock for you for your one. No, man, and it makes me sad. Um, I love Denzel Washington. You're going Cumberbatch? I'm going Cumberbatch. Wow. I, I know. I don't know why. I really – so, look, I, I'm a sucker for the Western. I am. Um, I, you know, he's, he's, he's very subtle in this movie. 
and I, 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 it's hard to describe like what 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 he like how, why he, his role does it for me. He's like he's a very quiet he's a very quiet character except for when he gets pissed off and he's contemplative in these moments that he's alone. But then like all of a sudden he turns around and he has like this anger and private moments with his brother about these people around him. And when he's around the people that he doesn't like, he's not blowing up on them. He's being just very, like, you know, kind of snide, I'm better than you, sarcastic asshole, making jokes and basically bullying you into feeling bad about yourself. He's playing a villain in this movie. He's a bad guy, and he does it well, and I, I liked it. I, it worked for me. And, um, and plus, when he actually starts to genuinely like have a connection with Cody Smith McPhee's character and a weird, like that's, it's like almost like a father son thing at first, but then it kind of like might be more and it's very, very strange, but it works well and he pulls it off really well. And you, I buy him going from having nothing but contempt for this kid into like wanting to te- actually wanted to teach him about this stuff, you know, which I think was kind of a hard thing to pull off. Um, but I don't think he's going to win it. I think it's going to be Will Smith. It's It's been Will Smith since the trailer came out. It's been Will Smith since the yep. set photos of him as Serena and Venus's father. Um, Serena and Venus, so two of the greatest tennis player of all time, probably one and two in women's, and Serena is probably the greatest to ever do it, uh, male or female. It's <laughs> these, these are two – pop culture zeitgeist and it's a biopic biopic about them and you have will smith playing their father who yeah, himself it's also is a, it's will smith yeah it's well right you have will smith playing their father who also while will smith is also one of the most popular actors in the history he's one of the biggest movie stars in the history of film ever and but like you know richard williams is himself a really well-known figure in the world of sports like the the when Venus and Serena were first starting their WTA careers and or and like were getting looked at and covered by all these news organizations Richard was the one on the camera while they were playing they weren't showing like they had their professional coach they were showing him in the stands they were doing interviews with him after the games they were doing interviews with him when they were 12 years old and playing at these country clubs that they weren't supposed to be in like it it's and it's an insane story from where they came from and <sighs> It's and I haven't even seen the fucking movie. I just know that their story is wild, and this is the type of thing that the Oscars love to do. It's a biopic. It's Will Smith. It's the biggest movie star ever. Will Smith has been nominated three times as an actor and never won. Or this is his third one, but he's been nominated twice before for Pursuit of Happiness and Ali. Will Smith also just has some of the greatest. He has one of the greatest marketing teams behind him and also right. one of the greatest campaign teams behind he's him. He's got great he's got great marketing campaigning and it helps that he's like just a really charismatic guy and yeah. it also helps that he's been in literally everyone everyone's life since the nineties and like you just know who he is. He is yep. one of those people that is globally recognizable. And he's never won and uh, he's never won a best a best actor. He's never won an Academy Award in general. This is going to him. If if it doesn't I will be shocked. I was about to say I'll never do another movie podcast again, but I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> it, it would be a absolutely insane upset if this doesn't go to him. Yep, agreed. All right, let's go on to director. Now here we have 
Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, and Jane uh. Campion for the... <laughs> I thought I read something wrong. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast and Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. No, sorry, I just I coughed a little bit. That's something in my throat. <laughs> a Belfast in your throat? <laughs> so my want here is Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, again, I just want PTA to get a win. Um, he deserves it, especially for best director. I mean, like, come on, the fact he hasn't gotten one yet. Um, and I honestly do think he was the best director out of all these. I think he had the most, eh, I was going to say passion, but I think Spielberg had more passion for West Side Story. Um, but I just think Paul Thomas Anderson was the best director here. He directed two non-actors. Um, right. And that's that's incredibly hard to do um, as the leading roles. Um, and I think to see he did a phenomenal job with the overall aesthetic and he, he knew exactly what he wanted and he captured it perfectly. And I really do think he deserves the win. Um, I do not think it's going to go to him. I think this one is almost a lock as well. I think it's going to go to Jane Campion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she's the best political option and she's also a good option in general. I mean, she she's very very well known by the oscars um she has an impressive resume behind her and i do think this is going to go to her so only two women have won best director Catherine bigelow for hurt locker and chloe Zhao last year for nomadland mm-hmm. and paul thomas anderson is my want to um Yes, he. I think he was. The, so he was definitely the best director of actors in this one because of the two non-actors. Yes, and I loved the look and feel of what he put on the screen. And you know, of course, you're at the screenplay, so he really, as a director, he he directed the entire process of making this movie. It's my favorite movie of the year. I absolutely loved it. It's my want. I don't think he's gonna get it. I think it's Jane Campion now. I don't I don't know if making it the political option is the right wording for it. Of course, I think the Academy wants to have more women represented in Best Director because two women in the history of film is kind of not great, a great look. And no, not at all. That's a constant thing that gets thrown around at the Academy. So, of course, they're going to do what they can to, rec- like to correct that. But it's not like she's completely undeserving of it. No, not at all. the power of the dog looks fucking spectacular spectacular dude and mm-hmm. like and it, no she did a, she did a great job I, amazing, did, I didn't mean i didn't mean to put anything no, 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 no. Saying I, that, but and i'm not saying you were i'm saying i'm saying i've seen i just mean there's been a lot of people saying this like oh she doesn't deserve it but i also don't think people who say that have seen haven't seen the fucking movie um this also could me just being a damn sucker for westerns you know like i i love a good western and she directed a hell of a western a slow burn western it's not a shoot 'em out western it's a guys on a ranch western you know it's a very it's a very particular kind of feel cuz i think a lot of the time when people see western they're expecting you know horseback shootouts draws at high noon and stuff but that's like that's like a branch of the western genre and this is an entirely different one, um, and I—it th- just makes sense to me as the clear winner. Um, when I saw it, I think I saw Power of the Dog a little bit after Licorice Pizza, or, or a little bit before. But I saw them very close together, 
And even then, I kind of knew that it was going to go to Jane Campion. Um, just because she it is a, it's a fantastic looking movie. Yeah, and, and she was very deliberate about how she mm-hmm. wanted to tell the story too. And she gets great performances out of everybody as well. Like you know, you you she had. That's another big draw in her favor as a director of actors. She had her three main actors all get nominated. You know, like yeah, that's huge. That's a very very good notch in your belt right here. All right, I don't have anything written down for this. This is the big one, the the best picture. I don't have anything written down. I don't know. This is a really to- a real toss up actually, like because I don't the odd, like like we talked about earlier. The odds are actively changing on this. Um, they have and, changed within the past twenty four hours. And we have seen the fa- I've seen the favorites go. It's been all over the place, but I'll list them out here real quickly. We have Nightmare Alley, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, West Side Story, Belfast Coda, and The Power of the Dog. So I'm going to preface this real quick with, for the longest time, Belfast was the favorite. Even after The Power of the Dog and Coda had been out. Yep. Belfast was the favorite. Like, people knew this was pretty much what, we knew this was what the slate was going to look like when it was getting close to nomination time. Um, I think Nightmare Alley was the only one that really snuck in there. Yeah. And Belfast was the favorite up until that moment. And then the press run started, and it's completely shifted. Belfast is now the third favorite, sitting at plus 900. Coda has rocketed up to plus 110 as the second favorite. Power of the Dog is the current favorite at minus 150. And Power of the Dog wasn't even really a uh, – it was kind of a middle of the pack until pretty recently too, until – it started going to all these other award shows and getting, you know, wins there and champions started getting all these wins, you know? So, yeah, uh, it's, it's really crazy how much campaigning helps films. It's just unreal. But so, okay, I'll go. So my wants, it's very, very tough because I, I really wouldn't mind if any of these films win besides Belfast. Um, and so I, I went with Dune here and I went with that because I just want Dune to get as many Oscars as possible. I want Villeneuve to be on top of the world. He deserves it. Um, and I think if Dune won here, I think it would be huge for sci-fi films moving forward. Um, it would do a lot for that. And I think the impact of Dune winning would be so tremendous that it would be really, really good for films in general. Um, because uh, people forget Dune almost like didn't get made. Denis had to push so hard for this film to get made um, and to be shown in theaters. And the fact that he kind of de- denied all, I mean, he pushed through all these odds and made it as big to even get like a best picture nom is like incredible. And, and for it to win would just be even bigger, especially for studios because they would take more risks knowing that this movie won out of all odds. Um, so that's why I'm choosing it as my want. My will here, we've talked about it before, but I was set on the power of the dog winning or don't look up. Um, I thought those two were, were very obvious winners here, but my mind has completely shifted now, especially with the press runs that these movies have gone on. And I, I do think the winner here is going to be Coda. Um, I think it's the safest bet for the Oscars. Um, it's a super family-friendly option. Um, Apple's just been pushing it so hard. Um, and 
I do think it's like uh like no one's gonna be mad at this pick for for winning, and I don't think they want much controversy for best picture. Other stuff is debatable. I think they're just they're just trying to go the safer out here, and I, I do think Coda's just it's gonna win. Okay, my want I've been decided on this. My want is is licorice pizza. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's my favorite of the year. Um, I thought it was spectacular. Um, the will is where I'm really mixed up. Uh, you know, I think Dune has a real shot. I think people aren't giving Dune enough credit. I think West Side Story doesn't have as much of a shot as people are giving credit for because West Side Story put me to sleep in the first like 25 minutes, dude. We, it, it look, yeah, uh, but we're the minority here. I know we are, but I don't see how, man. Like, look, I watched it. I went into that movie. Like, you know, it's got the whole Ansel Elgort thing going on. And I went into it, like, being like, all right, look, I liked Ansel Elgort and his older stuff. Um, I love Baby Driver. So I'm going to go in just pretending that didn't happen. Like, I'm not going to let that be my criticism of the movie, that Ansel Elgort is in this. And then he, I'm used to him being a pretty charismatic guy on screen. Like, it felt like he was. Like he didn't, he just didn't bring it at all, dude. He he, it felt like he had no energy. Nobody on the screen really had energy, in my opinion. Um, and it just it didn't look vis. It, it was very visually boring to me, in my opinion. Like I, just a lot of, I get that that that's like what that era was in New York a little bit, like with like all the like fucked up buildings and stuff, and like shit was getting knocked down and destroyed and rebuilt. So there's gonna be a lot of gray and a lot of dirt and everything's gonna be a little grimier but they didn't make it interesting to me in any way also something to note is that the 1961 version of west side story did win best picture mm-hmm. i don't yeah you see i don't i don't think they're gonna do two like the same movie is not gonna get it but would now, that be the first time that's ever happened a hundred percent because there's yeah. no way like there, I, there's no way another remake has won before now wow yeah belfast was the favorite for a very very long time um, I have said it a million times. I love Kenneth Branagh. I like him a lot as a director. I like him a lot as an actor. I think he is really, really talented. Um, this one was not for me. I I typically like these movies that the like directors are like, you know, kind of an autobiographical story, but you know, not like to, it's not them, you know, but it's about like experiences that they had growing up and. I've liked those movies. We've gotten a few of those recently, and I was really hoping to like uh, Kenneth Branagh's. Uh, there were certain elements of it I did like. I did like, you know, whenever they went to see a movie or a play, I liked that being the only stuff in color, you know, because just to highlight how important that is for him because he is not he's, – he's very active in, like, theater as, as well as movies, you know. he Like, I, I talk about his Hamlet a lot. Um and I enjoyed that part of it, but, th- and it's not even necessarily the story that wasn't interesting to me. I think the story like could have been really interesting. This was a very high tension time in Ireland and like could not have been easy for his family to go through. But the way he presented it to us was, it was all over the place. It was all, it was, it was, and it, worse of worse than that. It was just boring, man. It, it, mm. it didn't draw you in like, like this story could have. You know, I would say I would argue Hand of God is a similar type of movie where it's about the director. You know, 
Hand of God is almost not as is probably not as interesting of a story as this really young kid growing up where there's these Protestant versus Catholic riots going on in your neighborhood in Ireland and your dad can't be there all the time because he's working like uh, he, he's working in what England and like and you've got all of those pressures as well as these pressures of be being an adolescent boy and growing up and you know oh i have a crush on this girl but she's smarter than me so i can't sit next to her in class and all this stuff and that in its own can be interesting and and also like the themes of like religion and all that and the all these different denominations arguing and like i thought it was going to be really interesting when it opens up with the preacher doing like the fork in the road you're going to hell protestants like all are nothing but pain and suffering and shit and then it just got it was turned into a snooze fest, man. And it really disappointed me. I love Kenneth Branagh. I hope he gets an Oscar. I hope it's not for this one because that will make me very sad if Kenneth Branagh's first Oscar is for this movie. Um, I'm Coda, glad you agree with me on this movie. Yeah. Um, now Coda and Power of the Dog. Uh, I watched Coda this week. I did not. Ex- I don't know why, but it hit me hard as shit man i i like i i I cried at this movie and like marley and me cried and that's 100 percent what it's trying to do it is giving you that like sappy like play like there's two things that pretty much everyone can relate to family problems and dog and dogs being put down you know family dogs dying right like everybody's experienced this in some way it's a pretty universal thing and also a coming of age story too, and like being like, oh, you know the classic stories we get of, I want to do this, but my family expects this other thing from me, and it was a really beautiful one because it had an element, uh, added element of like how necessary she was to her parents and her brother as the only hearing member of their family, um, and how much, you know, I, I think the added weight of like her parents can't hear themselves being mocked, but she is subjected to it daily was really, really important and really uh, painful to watch on the screen, but done really well. And then um, the power of the dog. We've talked about that movie a lot. It's gorgeous. It's a Western. Um, This is the kind of movie that the Academy loves because they can like, it's, you know, highbrow art that the typical person isn't going to find very interesting because it's a slow burn Western, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, out of the top three, Coda is the safest pick because Power of the Dog does dip into a little bit of something that is political, but you you probably shouldn't be in that it talks about Benedict Cumberbatch's character's sexuality. Uh, not even that much, really. It's just kind of the last, like, 20 minutes that it really gets touched on 15 minutes and um you know this could be a a similar thing to moonlight where like people are gonna disparage it in the future and be like it's only went to moonlight it only went to power the dog because it was a gay story but that's not even really what power of the dog is it's more of a story about um it's it's about male masculinity in a lot of the same ways moonlight is but that's not a central focus on it um and you know, of course, the it's also going to go the political route of um, oh, they're gish giving it to it because it was directed by a woman. It's a gay story directed by a woman is what it's going to get boiled down to in the future. And so I wouldn't be shocked if it's Coda here. I think it's going to be Coda. It was a very long-winded way to say I think it's going to be Coda. 
because and like don't look up we mentioned had like we talked about a lot when these nominees first came out like has a good shot to be like kind of like them going outside of the box but also like being able to make their stance that they want to make though but we've also like going just looking back through the list we've had them making stances in other places and i think they want to go away from that so they're going to pick the movie about the kid with the deaf parents who's coming of age which i'm not mad about it's it's a pretty incredible movie and it's a really entertaining one and like it's definitely one that i'm gonna go back to eventually and like uh, it's um yeah i don't don't know if i'm ever gonna go back to it um i i think it was we talked about this but i i do think it, it it was very very cliche but yeah. it just it hit all those points very well. It did what it was trying to do super well, and I'm fine with that. It's just it was nothing super original or um, I don't know, like artsy, like The Power of the Dog or, or whatever. Um, it was just very safe the whole time. It was a family friendly sound of metal. It was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. It hit all those beats very well. It was very emotional. Um, had some great jokes too. It did. Um, um, Troy Cass is hilarious. Yeah, I just think overall, it's just it's it's a very like happy movie too, like very positive and uplifting. And I think a lot of people want that right now. Um, I, yeah, I just think it has a lot going for it. So I did mention I, I texted this to you earlier in the week and said I was going to save it for this. Now, Drive My Car, I think has a little bit more of a shot than people are giving it credit to, because. The international thing, I think, is works in its favor. I think um, it's a Japanese film, and I think Japanese film has been very influential to the entire world of cinema for a long time, but hasn't really gotten the credit that it deserves. And, like, this would be a really – in like, a good time, I think, to just maybe say, like, this Japanese movie is really good. Go watch more Japanese film. And then also I was reading an article um, from The Ringer – I'm going to go I'm pulling it up so I can tell you uh the guy's name cuz I don't want to take credit for what he says. Um it is written by Miles Surrey over at the Ringer. Go read it. It's a really well-done article, but he brings up a really really good point that kind of changed my view on the movie. Um the end of the movie isn't isn't it, you know, um she's in the supermarket and people are like surrounding like around her wearing masks and stuff, you know, in Japan, isn't that the end of the movie? Like, towards the end of the movie? Where is it? All right, here it is. Uh, Yusuke reveals to Yusuke how her family was destroyed in a mudslide and the guilt she harbors over not saving her abusive mother during the incident. Drive My Car's final sequence sees Misaki, sorry, Misaki shopping for groceries surrounded by mass patrons before returning to the Red Sob, right? Yes. So, I think one reason that it could this could be a very important movie is because it is about losing people close to you in very tragic ways and like guilt that you can feel about maybe like you could have done more to be there for them or you kind of missed out on telling them these things when they were still with you and this is kind of something that a lot of the world has gone through and although COVID isn't a central theme of the movie they do highlight I think that's like part like that I think the, the whole COVID thing is a big part of the movie in that, like, you know, millions of people have died from this thing and millions of people have lost loved ones. And so I think that's the point of the mask sequence at the end, just to remind people, like, hey, like, 
you know, all the, like all these people died. All these people didn't get to say proper goodbyes, and like that's what a lot of the movie is about about losing people, losing someone, and not being able to say a proper goodbye, and not being able to um, be there for them in their last moments. Which is, yeah, it's a, a slight political thing, but I think it's something that works in the movie's favor when it comes to the academy system. Yeah, I I do agree with all your points there, but I I don't think it has a shot here. Um, <laughs> Is I it just because it it's a foreign film or or what? Because it's a really no, well done movie. It is a very well done movie, and I, I would be so happy if it won. But I just I don't I feel like a lot of the voters have not seen this movie. To be honest, that's a great fucking point, dude. I don't think anybody's seen this movie. I didn't think about that. Nobody's seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to see. Are going off buzz. It was really, really hard to see. Um, it took. I mean, I mean, it's just three hours, and I think and that's it's very intimidating for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to give it a case as to why it, I think it has an outside shot at it. If sure. enough people have seen it, um, that's it. That's we did it. That's our first Oscar show done. I mean, we'll, we'll be talking a lot about it next week too. We will be talking about it, but our first Oscar prediction show wrapped up, finished, stamp it, mark it. We'll see how we do. We will. Um, we'll we'll find. I'll I'll figure out a way to get these predictions online so people can check us or get mad if we're wrong about stuff. Um, all right, Jacob. Thank you as always for joining me, my friend. This was fun. I'm excited for the disaster that is the Oscars this weekend. Mm. It should be a blast. Gonna be a train wreck. All right. Not but not Amy Schumer's movie Train Wreck. I gotta stop <laughs> saying that about this. Uh, it sounds like it's on purpose. All right. I will see you next week to break all this stuff down with you. Till next time.